Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Tiger from the Mountain, an adaptation of a Korean folktale written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Nora and Waylon and their family in Fridley, Minnesota, Josh and Tuli and their family in Perth, Australia, Charlie, Henry, and Alex and their family, Sierra and Harper and their family in Walnut Creek, California, and Cameron and his mom in Iowa. Thank you so much, Cameron, Cameron's mom, Harper, Sierra, Alex, Henry, Charlie, Tuli, Josh, Waylon, and Nora. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free, head over to patreon.com stories and join for just $1 a month. If you'd like access to all of our ebooks or to receive a thank you in a future episode, that's also available at patreon.com stories. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Tiger from the Mountain Once upon a time, deep in the mountains of Korea, there was a peaceful village and a terrible tiger. The village was full of families. They were a gentle sort, farmers and crafters, all of them with kids at the table and babies in their beds. The tiger, on the other hand, was anything but gentle. He was a fearsome beast, a dozen feet long and over 500 pounds of pure, hateful power. His eyes were a hungry yellow, his heavy paws tipped with claws like knives, and his jaws were a terrible, tearing trap of tawny teeth. I'm the greatest beast there is, the tiger would growl to himself. Everyone should fear me. He was arrogant, but he was right. The villagers feared the tiger, and they would keep their kids inside with the doors locked when he was spotted prowling on the mountain. The boars and the deers and the elk feared the tiger as well, but they had no doors to lock, so they were gobbled up by the hundreds. Other predators, like the bears and the foxes, feared the great tiger too, because if he could catch nothing else, he would gladly have them for dinner. Even the winds and the stones and the rivers feared the tiger, for he was a greater force of nature than they were, and it seemed no one would stand in his way. One day, the tiger was out, prowling for food. The boars were tucked away, though, and the deer and elk were hiding in the hills. The bears were hibernating, and the foxes had too little meat on their bones to be worth the trouble. There was nothing to eat for the tiger. So, belly rumbling like angry thunder, he turned his hungry yellow eyes towards the peaceful village. He crept down the mountain at dusk, the setting sun making him a shadow among shadows. He prowled through the trees and then was in among the houses, quiet as a whisper. No, I don't want to eat any turnips, came a shriek. The voice was so loud and shrill it seemed to jab at the great tiger's sensitive ears. What is that terrible racket? The tiger growled to himself. Sounds like it wants to be my dinner tonight. 
He stalked through the trees and the village until he came to an isolated little home. The window was open, and the tiger got up close so he could peer inside. No, no, no turnips! came the shout again. Now the tiger could see inside the home. There was a fire burning in a low hearth, and by its flickering light the great tiger could see a mother and her daughter. The daughter was in a tall chair, and the mother was standing before her, trying to feed her some mashed turnips. I don't want turnips, the child wailed again. But they're good for you, the mother chided. Please, daughter, you need to eat. The girl started crying. Her wailing grew louder, and big, fat tears began to spill down her cheeks. The tiger winced outside the window. That crying is terrible, he grumbled to himself. I'm going to gobble both of them up. He was going to start his way into the window when the mother spoke up again. You better stop crying, the mother said. Look, there's a hungry fox outside. If you keep being so loud, he's going to come and eat you up. The mother was just teasing, of course, and the daughter knew it. She kept on crying, not moved at all by the joking threat. Hmm, the tiger said to himself. This child is a brave and fearsome creature. It's so small and still it's not even afraid of the cunning fox. The tiger admired the girl, but her wailing still pricked at his ears. She was brave, but she would still have to be dinner. Inside, the mother tried the turnips again. Come on now, she said. They're good, all mashed and yummy. No, cried the girl. I hate turnips and I won't eat them. Not now, not ever. Well, you better not keep crying, the mother teased again. You eat the turnips. I already ate my turnips. I like turnips. That's weird. Turnips are weird. Look, there's a big burly bear. If you keep howling, he's going to come in here and eat us up. Then what will we do? The tiger listened closely. Surely even a brave child wouldn't want to draw the wrath of a bear. But she just kept on wailing. No, I won't. I won't, I won't, I won't. What a courageous little brute, the tiger said to himself. Not afraid of a clever fox, not afraid of a burly bear, a brave child to be sure. He licked his whiskers with his big pink tongue, and his stomach rumbled so loudly he was afraid for a moment that the whole village would hear. I wonder if the brave ones taste better. I guess I'll find out soon. The sun had set, and the big tiger was a hulking shadow among shadows. He prepared to jump in the window, his razor claws gleaming in the moonlight, his orange and black striped fur bristling. No! came a scream so loud he froze, ears twitching. I won't eat turnips, not even if they're the last thing to eat in the whole world! Ugh, but I mashed them all nice for you, her mother said. Just take one big bite and we can be done. The girl screamed again, 
tears flowing like a burst dam. Her wails grew louder than ever, stinging at the big tiger's ears and making his lips peel back in a snarl. He prepared to burst in through the window. <gasps> Look out, the mother said, still joking. I see the big hungry tiger from the mountain. If you keep crying, he's going to come in here and eat us both up. The tiger paused, just about to leap. Interesting, he said. This little warrior child isn't afraid of the fox or the bear, but surely she's afraid of me. I'll give her a chance to stop her crying and show some respect. His whiskers twitched and he thought for a moment. Of course, I'll eat her either way, but some respect will be nice. I don't care about some old tiger, the girl screamed. I don't want any turnips! She kicked her feet and kept on crying. The tiger was shocked. His big yellow eyes blinked. She's, she's not afraid of me. Everything is afraid of me. The boars and the deer and the elk are afraid of me. The fox and the bears are afraid of me. Even the winds and the stones and the river are afraid of me. At this point, the poor mother had basically given up. Her daughter sometimes got in stubborn moods, and this one was especially bad. Still, she needed her kid to eat, so she sighed and pulled out some dried persimmon. Korean persimmons are a bright orange and very sweet fruit, and they were the girl's favorite. All right, said the mother. I think I see a dried persimmon, so stop crying. At that, at long last, the daughter fell quiet. Outside the window, the tiger shrank back. The girl isn't afraid of foxes. She's not afraid of bears. She isn't even afraid of me, the great tiger of the mountain. His whiskers twitched and his back bristled. This dried persimmon must be a fearsome beast if it can make such a brave little girl fall quiet. The tiger looked over his broad shoulder and felt a shiver. I better get out of here before the dried persimmon gets me. He turned and bounded out of the village. His stomach was growling, but he didn't care anymore. He was too afraid of the mighty dried persimmon that could make even the bravest little girl fall silent. With mighty leaps and bounds, he fled back up the mountain. Inside the house, the little girl started to clap and cheer. She agreed to take two bites of turnips, and then her mother gave her a big handful of dried persimmons. She swallowed the turnip down and started popping the dried fruit in her mouth. Are you happy now? Her mother asked. Thanks, Mama, the girl said, eating her fruit happily. Meanwhile, her mother had a few dried persimmons of her own, and the big tiger of the mountains went to sleep with an empty belly. The End Today's story, The Tiger from the Mountain, was an adaptation of a Korean folktale written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and more at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!